Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a man who just has an incredible story. He's had an unbelievable journey and back in uh, in the 80s uh, if you remember if you're I'm 54 so uh, anybody's around my age that uh, that had any experience with anyone who was surrounded by uh, HIV or AIDS uh, they know that it was uh, it was almost looked at as a death sentence almost as an instant death sentence and and I I really think it took uh, Magic Johnson uh, coming out and, and declaring that he had HIV, had the HIV virus, uh, before we realized and, and put a human face to it. Prior to that, I, I mean, it was there was so much prejudice against these folks who uh, who were were stricken with HIV and and AIDS, and and people were so frightened. And one thing, and I'll I'll, I'll jump to to why we're here today. Uh, Steve Peters is our guest, and. He is uh, he's the, the, the a big focus of the uh, of the movie The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and it is coming out uh, in in September. The trailer is upon us, and for those who who know Tammy Faye Baker, um, and, and you know some people have just uh, you know have only known the Bakers, Jim Baker and Tammy Faye, with a punchline attached or whatever. She did an incredible thing. On November fifteenth, nineteen eighty-five, and boy, you, you've got to recognize her for this. She was the first televangelist, and, and consider what I'm saying here, right? And the the community, and how you imagine they would view a gay man, an openly gay man, especially the, the, an openly gay man that had the HIV um, virus, and uh, you know, to uh, to to say that she broke ground by having him on and and speaking to him just you know in in the most normal sense she really did a great thing and it was terrific i think jane Pauley, uh you know years later did another sit down but the the movie is upon us steve peters is a a big part of it and he is our guest today and uh listen first of all welcome steve and uh how are you doing I'm doing great, thank you, and uh, I'm I'm glad to be with you. Well, if if you can, uh, let's uh, let's do a little bit of your history before we get into the film, and uh, get into that. Uh, where were you born? Where were you raised? I was born in uh, Lawrence, Massachusetts. I was raised on the campus of Phillips Academy, Andover, where my dad was the chairman of the math department and the varsity wrestling coach. Mm. Uh, your early interests were uh, were were sports related or entertainment related? No. no, my early interests were theater. I wanted to be a musical theater star. I wanted to be a, a Broadway legend, um, and uh, that's what I trained to be at Northwestern University. Uh, I went to uh, Northwestern, got my bachelor's of science in speech with a major in theater, and had every intention of becoming a, an actor. And uh, unfortunately, once I got out of college, all the doors kept slamming in the professional theater. So um, I uh, discovered a call. I felt a call to be a minister uh, with the within the gay community. And so I, I enrolled in a seminary, uh, McCormick Theological Seminary, and got my Master's of Divinity. 
and uh, became the pastor of the Metropolitan Community Church of Hartford, Connecticut, which is where I probably contracted the HIV virus uh, that got me sick in 1982 with uh, what was then called GRID. That's what AIDS was called back then, GRID, gay-related immunodeficiency. Wow. And uh, over the next year two, over the next two years, I was sick with um, uh, hepatitis, CMV, pneumonia, mononucleosis, herpes, shingles, a variety of fungal infections. I was really sick. And in April of 84, I was diagnosed with stage four lymphoma, Kaposi sarcoma, and a full-blown AIDS, and was given eight months to live. Wow. Wow. I mean, just unbelievable. First of all, I've never even heard of GRID, and I'm glad I didn't. It's, it, it sounds like a like a a terrible way to uh, to approach it is by calling yes. it uh, GRID, and and you know you you could further fuel the uh, a- antagonism uh, against the gay community by calling it something like I don't know where it got that name, but uh, terrible uh, yeah. situation there. Uh, how how long were they calling it GRID? Oh, only for uh, through 1982, I think. Uh, not long after I was diagnosed with GRID, they started calling uh, calling HIV infection either ARC, AIDS-related complex, uh, or AIDS, uh, which was uh, defined as one of having one of five specific infections or um, cancers, and uh, so. That's how I got uh, diagnosed with AIDS was when I was diagnosed with Kaposi sarcoma and lymphoma. Prior to being diagnosed, what was your what was your knowledge base of of GRID at the time they were calling it? Did you have any? Oh, yeah. uh, nobody knew anything, and and uh, people were terrified because we, there was no they had not discovered the virus HIV yet. Uh, they didn't know how it was transmitted. And so when I was um, housebound with a series of illnesses in 82 and 83, uh, people would not come to visit me. Um, I I wasn't served communion because uh, I was considered to be so sick and and, uh, nobody wanted to catch it. And and it was a really bad time because of all the fear that existed. And the fear existed because of a total lack of knowledge just amazing to me and yeah. and if you think about how far we've come uh in the intro and actually before before we continue let me remind folks that are just joining us a little late or turning on your radios a little late uh Steve Peters is our very special guest and he will be featured in well you can see him in the trailer now um but he'll be featured in the film in uh September The Eyes of Tammy Faye and I just I, you know, hey, listen, credit where credit is due. Tammy Faye Baker was the first televangelist to uh, to feature an openly gay man. I, and again, he he can correct me if I'm wrong, but an openly gay man and an openly gay man who had uh, HIV AIDS. And uh, I, I'll tell you, it's almost 
it's almost unthinkable that somebody back at November 15, 1985, uh, that is coming from that far right, uh, Christian right, uh, that, that she would do that. I, I got to give a tremendous amount of credit. Again, Frank McKay here with Steve Peters. Steve, am I, am I overstating that or is that? Uh, no, not at all. It was a really big deal that she did that. And uh, she was very proud of the fact that she was the first to uh, to interview first televangelist to interview a, a, a gay man with AIDS uh, among all the televangelists that were around at the time, and um, and it was, uh, you know, I was prepared to argue about being gay and and that I could be gay and Christian and all of that, but she didn't she didn't challenge me on that. She she asked me a lot of questions that her audience would want answered about how did I know I was gay and, and maybe I just never gave women a fair try and that sort of thing. And then she talked, uh, she, then she started asking me about AIDS and she was very compassionate. She was very sincere. Uh, I really got the feeling that uh, uh, she really cared about me and uh, people with AIDS. And apparently she did because after that interview, um, I'm, I've been told that she's, she took her two children by the hand and started introducing them to uh, the Metropolitan Community Churches, which is a primarily gay and lesbian denomination. Uh, and and uh, she started going, taking them to gay pride parades. And she also started taking her children to um, hospitals and hospices to visit people with AIDS, she suddenly understood that she had a different calling than most of the Christian right at the time, uh, that she was called to be compassionate and caring towards people with AIDS and towards gay men uh, with AIDS. Now, she didn't attack you. Tammy Faye obviously didn't attack you. No. Uh, the the questions. I mean, you got to pardon uh, folks for their innocence uh, and their ignorance when when uh, she asked. You know, you didn't. Maybe you didn't give women hard enough try. I mean, under the circumstances, uh, a, a plus on on Tammy Faye's part. You can't even say. You know, in 1985. Let me tell you, that's an A plus in anyone's <laughs> book, regardless of any faux pas or anything that we would consider inappropriate. Now, that's that's yes. a big deal. Uh, let me let me ask you this: Did any of her congregation show, uh, what would demonstratively show, uh, opposition to you being on? Did they? Uh, did people resign from the church? Did people um, threaten I to have, pull money? I have no idea what happened with her particular um, following. Uh, I she was not uh, the pastor of a church or anything. She. She had this televangelism network uh, that called PTL, the largest televangelistic uh, network in, in uh, the world at the time. And uh, I don't know, uh, I've never heard what happened to her audience around that, but I do know that my, ang that my interview with her, her interview of me, angered Jerry Falwell so much that he decided that, well, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. And he had, he started plotting to bring down Jim and Tammy and the PTL network at that point. You, you know, I don't know my timeline very well uh, with that. How soon, how soon after did the, uh, I guess that was Jessica Hahn, right? Jessica Hahn. Yes. And, all of that. Yeah. Uh, and, 
and uh, he he managed to bring them down about a year and a half later in early 1987. Wow, is that unbelievable? That that yeah. is unbelievable. First yeah. of all, that he would do that. Second of all, that that I, I mean that was the biggest news uh, that you could imagine. I was thinking, and and you know, shame on me for being judgmental here of of Tammy Faye. But I was thinking she was doing this to rehab herself for, um, you know, like for, for everything that happened with the, you know, uh, you know, there were financial and fiscal scandals and different things like right. that that came up. I was thinking that she was she did this prior to and this might have brought yes. on. I, where was Jim Baker during all this? Was he uh, wasn't? Well, he, oh, he was he was he was. Uh, apparently approving of her doing this interview with me uh and but he wanted it to be on her television uh, her television program called tammy's house party um and uh instead of on the ptl network's flagship tv show that he and tammy hosted together uh jim jim uh uh, approved of her doing this uh, interview, but wasn't there for the interview, as far as I know. I mean, he, he might have been backstage or something, but I didn't know if he was present or not. Steve Peters is the voice you're hearing. Frank McKay here. Steve is uh, is a minister, a pastor, and, and uh, if I'm using the wrong terminology, he'll correct me. No, that's right. He is someone who uh, contracted... Uh, HIV, but it was called GRID in 1982, and, uh, you know, through ignorance uh, of just, you know, medical um, uh, knowledge and, and uh, you know, socially, uh, certainly how to handle it as a society, uh, we, we did know how to handle the victims of, uh, of AIDS or HIV, and, and this is a man who went through it in the earliest stages of, yeah. uh, of this. It's just amazing. And eyes, the eyes of Tammy Faye, are uh, is upon us and you can check out the uh the trailer and uh again steve peters uh, a big feature of that movie and he is uh yeah he again he is someone who is living proof that hiv aids is not a death sentence uh it's it's unbelievable. If he wasn't a believer before, trust me, he was. He's a he's a uh, he's a minister and he's a pastor. Um, he certainly would be now. Just an amazing journey here. Frank McKay with Steve Peters. Uh, I, I mentioned before we get into all of that that I just said I mentioned Magic Johnson uh, earlier. It, it it really was that uh, episode where where Magic Johnson contracted uh, HIV. Uh, that I, I think educated us, and that's when we all became a little more—I don't know—I mean, a little more human about it. Because here's a superstar who transcended race and sports, and uh, you know, big smile. Everyone loved Magic Johnson. You know, very few people disliked Magic Johnson, and you know, here he is. He announces that he has HIV, and uh, you know, not that you would wish that on anyone. But if if anyone were to have gotten HIV, he was almost the perfect um, for the cause. I'm saying he was almost the perfect perfect person to to have to go through that journey. And uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it's uh, it, you know he he seemed to be the the perfect person at the at the right time. And of course, by no means am I minimizing uh, what he had to go through and everything else. But um, am, am I making too much of that? 
Oh, no, not at all. I think that Magic Johnson making his announcement that he had HIV was a huge turning point in uh, the fortunes of uh, people with AIDS and the whole approach to AIDS because suddenly with Magic Johnson announcing it, boy, if he could get it, then wow, anybody could get it. Uh, and uh, uh, so it made it real to a lot of people for whom they, they, you know, they, a lot of people said, oh, it happens to them over there, or the other, the other people. But uh, when Magic Johnson made his announcement, I think it was 1991 or 92, um, it, he, uh, he changed that and everybody began to go, oh my God, it's a, it can be transmitted uh, heterosexually or through blood transfusions or whatever. And uh, so uh, it, it really changed the whole uh, trajectory of HIV and uh, uh, in terms of the acceptance of the fact that uh, people could, anybody could have HIV and AIDS. By the time Magic Johnson made that announcement, were you as a sufferer, as, a, uh, as an HIV uh, sufferer, uh, were you under the impression that it was a death sentence for Magic Johnson, or did you know b better by then? Well, I knew better by then myself because um, uh, I was on an experimental drug in 1985, the first drug they tried against HIV, a drug called Suramin, and uh, it, was an, it was an experimental chemotherapy, basically. And I was the first patient to go on the drug, and within six weeks, my stage four lymphoma and my Kaposi's sarcoma went into complete remission. Uh, and, uh, and unfortunately, I was the one uh, clinical, complete clinical response uh, to, the, to the drug, and it actually killed a number of people who were on the drug, and, and everybody else in the trial died from the progression of AIDS, except for one other person who survived. Uh, but he only took it for four weeks. So he got off when he realized that people were dying from it. Yeah. But anyway, the long the, uh, the long way of getting around to the fact that uh, by the time Magic Johnson made his announcement, it was apparent that a, pers a large percentage of people with AIDS were going to die from it. But uh, there was a percentage of people who were surviving and thriving. What is the percentage now of people that that contract? Well, th yeah, there was a. I I don't know the exact percentage today, but uh, the there was a huge change in 1996 when the cocktail treatment, the treatment with uh, protease inhibitors and highly active antiretroviral therapies, came in uh, to use, and suddenly the uh, people with AIDS in the developed world, at least, uh, started getting well, being treated with these uh, treatments, the cocktail treatments. Uh, and uh, so now HIV is considered to be a man chronic manageable disease if you are able to access the medicines that will save your life. So nowadays uh there are still people who die from aids but uh not a lot not nearly like the death march that happened through the 80s and the 90s uh before they found a way to treat it 
Once again, Steve Peters, if you're just joining us, is our very special guest. He is a, a minister and a pastor, and he's a, a, a big, big part of the eyes of Tammy Faye. It is a, a documentary. It's a film, I should say, and I'll ask him if it's, a, I assume it's a documentary. It would be classified as that in, um, in September. And Steve Peters is a, a big reason uh, why this, I think this is going to be a tremendous um, uh, film and why it's, a, it's an important film. Frank McKay here, once again, with, um, with AIDS and, and HIV survivor Steve Peters. Uh, Steve, uh, uh, well, kind of give us, give us a little rundown on the film. Uh, is it a documentary? Is it a, uh, a partial no. documentary? No, uh, the, there was a documentary about Tammy Faye called The Eyes of Tammy Faye that came out in 2000, and my interview was featured in that. But this is a biopic uh, um, a, starring Jessica Chastain as oh. Tammy Faye okay, and Andrew Garfield as Jim Baker, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Jerry Falwell, and Randy Havens, an actor from Netflix's Stranger Things, uh, plays me. Wow, how about that? Yeah, it's it's really kind of surreal to be to see someone play you. <laughs> I haven't seen the film yet, but of course I've seen the trailer, and that's Randy Havens as me um, in the trailer. By the way, you can see the original 1985 interview between Tammy Faye and me on YouTube. You just search for Tammy Faye and Steve Peters. And um, and it'll come up, so you can see the original. Steve, keep your keep your thought here a moment. Frank McKay mm -hmm. uh, here. Much more importantly, Steve Peters is our very special guest. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more with Steve Peters, a, a minister and pastor who contracted uh, the HIV and eventually uh, AIDS, uh, and way back in 1982 when it was called GRID grid and he's still here and sounds healthier than ever just by certainly uh, the conversation uh, we'll be back right after this I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down Frank McKay here so much more importantly Steve Peters is our very special guest and he is a, a minister and a pastor he's uh, he was featured in the eyes of uh, Tammy Faye and will uh, will we'll be featured in the upcoming film, with uh, with an all star cast really uh, in in September, and we'll get into it. Uh, and if you you're just joining us, he is uh, uh, he is a survivor of HIV and AIDS, and uh, the the first openly gay pastor and and minister to you know ever appear on a televangelist show, and and Tammy Faye Baker, and again with all the uh, the critique that goes along with the the bakers and the criticism and everything else, she really did an amazing thing, uh, just an, an amazing act, and uh, it's uh, it's something that was just uh, I, you know unheard of back in November fifteenth, on November fifteenth, nineteen eighty five, where she had Steve Peters on as her guest. And uh, and and actually spoke to him like a human being, which is, uh, you know, far more uh, than than most people did. Certainly from the Christian right, did and uh, and just an amazing story. Steve, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. The uh, 
the film that's coming out now, uh, what do you what do you hope happens from this film? Obviously, your your story is a very important one. And, uh, you know, it's important for several reasons. And again, this is me from the outside uh, looking in and and. Uh, you know, I'm not a member of the the gay, lesbian, uh, uh, transgender community, but from from an outsider looking into it, uh, to me, this this shows a different side of of, of Tammy Faye. Uh, I I think it also shows maybe where religion could go or or should go, and you know, compassion uh, for for those who aren't of the same beliefs you are, or uh, you know, somebody living, uh, it, you know. Steve, I mean, to be honest with you, for for somebody to uh, to think, look back and think that it was some big thing that a, a gay man was interviewed on a show. It was a big deal back then. It was a big, big deal. And it just sounds so ridiculous now. But it, it we still have a long way to go. Where are we? And, and again, the, the film, could the film be helpful in this case? And where are we as far as the gay community being uh, accepted by the by the Christian right? Well, I, I don't think that we are accepted by the Christian no, right. Uh, and uh, that's that's part of the culture wars that continue. Uh, but I think that the, that, uh, the interview that Tammy Faye did with me back in 1985 uh, was um, uh, certainly uh, unusual. And I think for a lot of people, it uh, it did change their minds. I know I've had through the years, I mean, it's been, what, 36 years since, so 35 and a half now uh, since that interview, I've had any number of people come up to me and say, you know, I saw that program when I was 12, and I was struggling with my sexuality, and and uh, it saved my life because I was considering suicide, and and uh, and the, I seeing you on Tammy Faye's show be a, a gay Christian with AIDS, uh, changed my whole attitude about being LGBT. Um, and uh, so I've had any number of people tell me things like that through the years. Um, so it it had its influence and, and its impact. And mostly what I hear is people for whom that interview changed their life um, because of the you know putting a human face on being a gay christian with aids and uh and tammy faye was a, a huge um you know she was compassionate and warm and and uh she she really was terrific uh uh in that interview and i think that the upcoming film with jessica chastain and, and andrew garfield uh, in the leading roles, the, the eyes of Tammy Faye will be, I hope, a redemption of Tammy Faye Baker, uh, that it will paint a much more human, understandable, and uh, real portrait of Tammy Faye. And uh, my interview will be a part of that portrait, I, I hope, I believe. Yeah. You know, people talk about the term uh, paradigm shift. And prior to reading uh, a little bit about you and, and watching your video and the trailer and your, your original interview in 1985, uh, you talk about a paradigm shift because I had such a terrible view in my mind, a terrible image of Tammy Faye Baker until 
I, I, I realized what she did. And, yeah. it, you know, I mean, it is it, it is an unbelievable thing that she did. I, I, I have a completely different view of her now. And I, I'll tell you what, I, I mean, it's, you know, a couple of years ago uh, when, when people were, were talking about marriage equality here in New York, I, I said, I said, do you realize 10 years from now we're going to say, really, really? I, I mean, it, this this was an issue, but it, it it is. There's still states out there where where people can't get married uh, right. that that love each other and that want to be there. And you know, I've had people even over the last couple of years uh, say to me, and I mean, some very ignorant people say, uh, "Hey, uh, hey, Frank, uh, can, can I can I marry my dog?" Can I marry my hamster? Oh, and, please. Yeah, and, and I would say, you know, I'd say, well, I don't know. I think there's a difference. I think there's a little bit of a difference between Absolutely. marrying a human being and, and an animal. But, I, I mean, we still hear this. I, is, yeah. it, is it getting any <laughs> – it's got to be getting better than what it was in 85. But is it getting better? I mean, are we, are we making great strides? Well, I think that the marriage equality has definitely uh, – made great strides there and uh and there are still areas of the united states where it's really difficult to be lgbt and to be out um and uh out and proud and even in the cities where it's much easier to be out and proud and to enjoy uh you know some freedom uh, much more freedom than we had back in the in the 70s and 80s certainly but even even then there are you know there are still lots of hate crimes that happen against lgbt people especially for transgender people i mean the the murder rate among transgender people is just uh, way off the charts and way way disproportionate to the murder rate in the general population and um uh, so it's, it's, it's still, you know, there's still a danger to being out, even in the big cities where there's are large LGBT populations. Um, but, uh, you know, basically there are so many more people who are out and proud now. Um, the younger generation, uh, you know, they're just, they're, they are living, uh, proof that you can be out and proud and live uh, happy, upbeat lives and productive lives uh, as LGBT people um, because they're doing it. And they're doing it because of the work that a lot of us of my generation, I'm 68, um, a lot of us of my generation who did the activism in the 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s, we did a lot of work that people, LGBT people are now enjoying. Um, because of that work. Uh, so it's been a long haul, but we're, yes, we're further along in terms of our ability to be free to be out. Um, but there's also work to be done still. Uh, yeah. Steve Peters, everyone, is our very special guest. And again, AIDS survivor and HIV survivor. And uh, the first. The, the first minister and and pastor of uh, of a of a church uh, to be featured on uh, a televangelist show and uh, Tammy Faye Baker, 
I got to hand it to you. I'm blown away, actually. I'm really blown away. Uh, November 15th, 1985, and mark that date on your calendar. I mean, that is a day that she did an extraordinary thing. And, yeah. and, it, and it just sounds so ridiculous, you know. But it, it's extraordinary if you put back in the, the time. Yeah, I, you know, you, you mentioned the, the, the folks, the transgender folks. They, they have the biggest challenge now, you know, uh, to get through. And, and again, this is from an outsider, so if, <laughs> I, if, if I'm wrong, everyone's got to pardon my ignorance. But I assume the transgender folks have the biggest challenge in front of them. Um, you know, gay and lesbian. I, I, look, I, I mean, if anybody's living uh, to the age of 30 and they don't know a gay couple or a lesbian couple i mean i, I don't know where they're living you know i don't know <laughs> you know like in in what you know they're living in the woods somewhere and even mm-hmm. there even there you would find but uh, the transgender folks i think have a uh, you know they have the biggest challenge ahead of them and it's yes uh, you know you gotta you gotta be cheering them on uh having said all of this uh let's talk about uh, your your religious uh, background and you, mm-hmm. you know I, you mentioned you got the masters in um, in in religion I guess right in uh, what masters was of divinity uh, yeah, masters yeah. of divinity from what what school McCormick Theological Seminary and uh, part of the, that's a Presbyterian seminary in Chicago and did you immediately uh, find work did you find a congregation to to work I with? did yes um, because I'm a member of the MCC denomination. Metropolitan Community Churches, um, uh, I had uh, a congregation right out of seminary. I was I became the pastor of the Metropolitan Community Church of Hartford, Connecticut, uh, and I was the pastor there for three years. <clears throat> so, uh, and, and then I moved out to Los Angeles and I became an associate pastor at the Metropolitan Community Church in the Valley in North Hollywood. You know, which I, is where, I was, go, yeah, when I was diagnosed, yeah. Well, I certainly don't want to uh, uh, stereotype communities, but uh, Hartford, Connecticut, close enough to New York City and Los Angeles, you got to figure uh, both of these areas would be uh, would be more open than you know, say a, a congregation in in the South or the Midwest. And I, is that a, a, a correct assumption that um, that uh, areas closer? to a big city, especially then, closer to a big city or in the metropolitan area uh, would be a lot more accepting. Uh, well, you uh, would think that maybe, but uh, Hartford uh, being halfway in between Boston and New York, you'd think it would be much more liberated than it was back then. And now I'm talking of my experience in 1979 to 82 living in Hartford. Um, it, there were there was a lot there were a lot of gay and lesbian people and transgender people who were very much in the closet. Uh, it, it was very difficult um, for a lot of people living then in cities like Hartford, smaller cities, to be um, out. <clears throat> and uh, and a lot of the gay men and lesbians that I knew went from Hartford to New York or Boston uh, or even just to New Haven or Springfield to live their gay and lesbian life um, because they didn't feel comfortable doing that in Hartford uh, itself. Um, They needed to be somewhere else where they felt like they were less in danger of being identified. If it wasn't hard enough in 1982 to, to be a gay man, 
uh, try being a gay man with grid and AIDS, HIV, yes. and you know, just what a what what an experience, what a journey. And I yeah. don't even know that I, I don't know that you have a modern day um, comp, or, or certainly let me go. I'll change that. I, I don't think you have a historical comp to uh to what that means i mean <laughs> leprosy maybe who knows i mean people <laughs> did they treat you as if you were a leper i mean did some people treat you like that at first yeah in 1982 and 83 i mean i it, it took me when i was housebound i really wanted somebody to bring me communion and it took me months to find uh, uh someone who was willing to bring me communion in my house because everybody was so afraid of coming into the house of a person with AIDS, you know, maybe they would get it through the air. Or they, people didn't know back then. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes there were times when I definitely felt like a leper. There was a stigma to being diagnosed with GRID or ARC or AIDS uh, back in 82, 83, 84 when I was sick, when I was so sick with it. Um, and uh, it was it was rough. Um, I was very lonely. If it hadn't been for a group of lesbians uh, who took care of me during 82 and 83, um, I don't know how I would have survived that. Uh, but it, And that was typical of that age, that uh, women, uh, particularly lesbians, stepped forward and took care of their, their gay brothers who were getting sick with HIV and AIDS. Um, and uh, that was true for me, and I will always be grateful to those lesbians in my life who, who were there for me in spite of the fear, in spite of the unknowns. Steve Peters, everyone, is the voice that you're hearing. He is a, a pastor and a minister, and he is an HIV and AIDS survivor. Uh, what a story, what a journey. Uh, the reason, the initial reason that we're bringing Steve on is, is to talk about uh, his experience with the eyes of Tammy Faye and uh, also the, uh, the film coming out in September and he'll be, uh, he'll be featured. He'll be a featured uh, character in that. And, uh, and it's, again, before we go, we'll get, we'll get the lowdown on the film. But what a, what an incredible journey this man has had and is, is still uh, having. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I think, and again, Frank McKay here with Steve Peters. Steve, I, I, I would imagine that there's light at the end of the tunnel at this point. Uh, when did it feel like that for the first time? When did it feel, and I won't, I certainly shouldn't put uh, you know words in your mouth, but it's 36 years. Somewhere along the line, you must have said, hey, wait a second, I'm going to beat this. I'm, gonna, I'm going to survive. When was that moment? Well, there were actually several moments. Uh, there, there was, uh, I mean, I, I, I recovered from uh, all of the the damage of the his, of the uh, experimental drug that I was on, the Suriman trial. Uh, I recovered from that and from and from everything uh, in 1987, and I first uh, and and that was when I first thought. Oh, I could, I could live with this. I could, you know, I got well, and uh, and of course we, you know, I was writing the book. My doctor told me, uh, you know, because yeah. they didn't honestly know how long people would survive, um, especially you know in cases like mine where uh, where I got well. Um, they didn't know how long it would last, or whether or when the shoe would drop again, um, and I. 
I lived well for for many years after that. Uh, and and in 1996, I was at the Vancouver the International AIDS Conference in Vancouver, where they announced the success of the cocktail treatment, the protease inhibitors, and and all of that. Uh, and it was an amazing moment to be there in the room when they announced that. Uh, there were tears of joy. There were tears of grief over the people who didn't make it to see that day. And that was a huge turning point when suddenly I and many other people realized we may very well live long lives with this. Um, wow. And, what, a, yeah. what a moment. I mean, you could do a whole documentary yeah. on that moment. On, oh, on, yeah. Wow. I just mm -hmm. imagine that. I mean, you talk, yeah. you talk about real live drama just how. Oh, it, it was incredible. And, uh, you know, people were hugging on each other and crying. And 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 there were people uh, who were just, you know, dancing in the streets. Literally, we were dancing in the streets in Vancouver uh, after the that announcement uh, that, you know, we were going to live. Unfortunately, there were people for whom it was too late, and uh, I was at the time working as a, a chaplain at the AIDS hospice here in Los Angeles, the Chris Brownlee AIDS hospice, and uh, I found I had a gift for being with people, uh, for helping people die uh, comfortably, and um, and so I, you know, I had all those patients. I came back from that. Vancouver conference and came to my patients in the hospice and they were, uh, you know, they were kind of pissed off, frankly, yeah. you know, that, that it was too late for them. Um, and, wow. uh, and wow. a number of them did die, uh, in spite of the good news. But I had other friends and I sing with the gay men's chorus of Los Angeles and, uh, and in GMCLA, we had a, a number of people who were, on the precipice, you know, getting getting really sick with AIDS, and the protease inhibitors saved their lives, and you saw people turn around, and um, and it was just remarkable to see that turnaround. The death march slowed way down, and people began to get well, and it was remarkable. It was just an amazing time. Just an amazing person here that I'm speaking to and uh, Steve Peters has been our very special guest. Steve, I have about a million questions more for you, but unfortunately we're out of time here and you're being generous yeah. with your time. Maybe we can get a part two uh, and a part three somewhere along the line. I think it's an important story. And uh, again, before you go, and, and again, we got about a minute, um, leave us with your social media handles and uh, and a quick uh, plug on the name of the film and and make sure that we you know that that I, I get it right here finally but the film that'll be coming out in September can you give us a quick rundown sure uh, the the film is the eyes of Tammy Faye from, from searchlight pictures starring Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield and uh, as Jim and Tammy Baker and I'm portrayed by Randy Havens uh, of Stranger Things and um, it's going to be a biopic about Tammy Faye uh, and uh, <clears throat> hopefully it will redeem her image and, and help us have a better understanding of who she was and who Jim Baker was too um, and uh, 
you can see my uh, original interview with Tammy Faye from 1985 on YouTube. And uh, you can also um, find me on Facebook at Rev Steve Peters, I'm Still Dancing. I never thought I'd say these words, but way to go, Tammy Faye Baker. Just yeah. <laughs> way, way to go. Tremendous, tremendous. Uh, Steve Peters, I, I want to thank you very much for being here, and uh, congratulations on, on all your success and your survival. What a, uh, what, what a journey, and, and hopefully uh, we could speak again in the next couple of months. I hope so. Thanks, Frank. Steve I Peters. Hope. Steve Peters, everyone. The eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, you can see him portrayed. Uh, by Randy Havens in uh, in September, when this film is out, the trailer's out, and it's upon us now. Steve Peters, just a, a wonderful story, a a pastor and a minister, and a survivor of HIV, AIDS, and and something they used to call GRID, which was a terrible terrible name for it, but uh, HIV and AIDS survivor, and so much more. Steve Peters has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.